All right, TKO fans, welcome back to the Technical Knockout Hardcore Casual MMA Podcast. Today, we're going to go over the stacked UFC 280 prelims. Uh, I'm your host, Hussein. With me, as always, is my co-host, Jordan Patrick James. What's up? And that's right, you hear him on the new mic. That's right, baby, we up. We're going up. You know, we took all that money we made on the last fight, reinvested it, and we're moving up, you know? Uh, now nah, I'm just going for around. Nest, man, we're going for the best casual hardcore MMA podcast in the nation. Easily top five for that title. I feel like we have to be at least in the top five, right? At this point, you know, under you know the TKO saying? hardcore casual name, you know, hey, might hey, wait, be number one. That's what I'm saying. Hey, and everybody, <laughs> all of our TKO fans know that if you ride with us, you make money. That's true. So today we're going to break down that UFC 280 prelim card. It's a stacked one for sure. Um, I'm really excited about this part. It could this could be a like a straight up fight night in and of itself. And like you said, no one would ever bat an eye. I mean, we have like multiple top fifteen matchups with title implications on it. You know, this I can't really remember a prelim being this stacked before. You know, that should be an indication of the things to come just for the main card. Oh yeah, man. I mean, the whole card is stacked top to bottom, and it starts with the first fight on the on the card between uh, two two girls I've been following in this division for a long time in the women's bantamweight division. We got Carol Hosa versus Lena Landsberg. Um, personally, me, I'm a huge Lena Landsberg fan. I always have been. I've even named my cat after her because she made me a lot of money in a few fights, and I was <laughs> like, I got to pay it back, you know. Uh, so I'm definitely going to be rooting for Lena in this one. But as far as the breakdown goes, uh, Rose is a, a great prospect in this division. Uh, she's looked really good in her fights before her last one. Uh, ultimately, she did get outworked and outgrappled in that last fight against Sarah McMahon, which, you know, you can't really fault her too much. McMahon is a very decorated wrestler. There's no shame in losing that kind of match to her. Um, that being said, I think that game plan of a grappling heavy performance might be something that Landsberg can implement uh, on the feet. Landsberg may have more tools between her kicks and her elbows. You know, they call her the elbow queen. So it's something that she's definitely proud of. In her last fight, she got a knockdown with an elbow, which was pretty sweet. Uh, she did end up losing that fight, but, uh, you know, that that knockdown was a good moment for her. Um, that was also coming off of like a two or three year layoff after she had her kids. So I think now she might be getting her bearings back under her a little bit. Uh, I think this fight's going to come down to the aggressiveness of Carol Hosa. She's one of those girls that will just you know, barrel forward and try to take your head off. Uh, very similar to like a Jessica Andrade almost. I, I believe they actually train together, uh, if I'm not mistaken. So uh, you do see that influence in her style for sure. I think that may play into Lena's strengths as she's a pretty good counter striker and uh, it might even lend her to a reactive takedown, which she's shown to be pretty solid at uh, against girls like Tanya Avenger and Macy Chasson. Um, yeah, I think uh, regardless of the bias, I mean, clearly I'm biased for Lena. I named my kid in after. Uh, I think the level of competition that Lena's fought is just a way different level than the one that Hosa's been in there with. Uh, she shared the cage with people like Evinger, like we said. Uh, she fought Sarah McMahon as well. Cyborg, you know, huge names in the division, people that have been here for a long time. Uh, she also bought, fought both of the Shevchenkos in Muay Thai before she became an MMA fighter. So clearly she has no problem fighting on the big stage or against top competition. So I don't think the crowd or the weight of the opening up the pay-per-view card is going to bother her. On the other hand, uh, Rose's best competition she's fought has been Betch Cohea and Jocelyn Edwards, two girls that I consider to be amongst the lowest level of women's MMA in the UFC, at least at this point. Um, I think... If you're picking up Lena underdog odds, I think they have it right now, like plus 260. It just makes so much sense to me considering the level of competition that both these girls have fought up to this point. 
uh, this might be a, uh, a levels type performance. It's definitely a great way to start off this preliminary for sure. Um, I know more about Landsberg than I do Hosa, but what I've seen of Landsberg, I really do like. Um, she seems like a bit of a killer. Uh, I'm surprised that she's that big of an underdog, honestly. I think you're right on that. I think that's a great pick as far as underdogs go. Um, and I think you're right on the on the experience factor making a difference because when you get in there against that type of elite competition, it tends to pull you up. You know, there are those guys that, you know, mm-hmm. tend to, you know, it's like that, you know, that metric and the fact that she's been in there with so many time and time again shows you that, you know, she's there for it. And I think that's going to prove too much for, um, for Hosas. I'm not sure if there's going to be a finish though. That's what I'm kind of, I'm, so I'm definitely thinking Landsberg is going to take this, but mm-hmm. the way that it's, she's going to take it is, is my question. You know, I, I could probably see a decision, um, what do you think? Do you think Landsberg has what it takes to finish Hoses in this opening bout? Uh, I'm I'm not gonna say that she has no chance of finishing, but I think both these girls are really tough. Um, I think regardless, we'll probably see this fight go to the decision just because they're both very hard to put away and scrappy. Um, but I I think I will be taking Landsberg by decision. I think uh, she'll just have more tools to get it done. The aggressiveness of of Hosa, which has played in her favor before, uh, might play against her in this fight. Uh, Landsberg might be able to take advantage of some of the greener areas that Hosa has shown. Uh, that being said, Hosa does seem like one of those girls that's going to be a mainstay in the division and, and is very physically imposing. Uh, so I, you know, I'm not going to be surprised if, if she does drop this fight that she'll go on to do great things in this division. It'll be interesting. It'll be a good, it'll be a good way to open, uh, open up this, this 280 prelims for sure. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, moving on to the next fight we're going to talk about on this prelim card. We got Armin Petrosian versus AJ Dobson. Uh, this is another banger matchup, in my opinion. Petrosian's a decorated kickboxer who's been in there with some tough guys, similar to uh, Landsberg in that he's fought with some really good guys, even though he hasn't won all of them. He's slick. you know. He moves backwards well and can even mix in the takedowns when he has to. Uh, but the biggest thing I think that he uh, shows in his fights is fight IQ and the way he uses his reach. Uh, he's very good at managing the distance in that front. And uh, even though sometimes you will see him on the back pedal a little bit too much, uh, I think that could play to his favors against somebody who's very aggressive like AJ Dobson. Um, Dobson is a solid striker from what we've seen and does have a wrestling background, which the uh, commentary booth was shouting out in his last fight against Jacob Malkoon. Uh, that being said, he ended up getting wrestled to death in that fight by Malcoon. You know, Malcoon's uh, Australian on the Australian national wrestling team, so really no shame in getting out wrestled by that guy. Uh, Dobson does seem to have a really good one-two and good good crack, like good uh, snap in his hands. You know, um, that being said, Petrosian is like a more decorated uh, striker, as I said, and he seems to have a bit more, a bit easier time mixing in his striking with his wrestling. So um, I think for me, I'm going to have to go with Petrosian in this fight. I mean, it's not like a crazy, you know, out of the woods pick because he is like a minus 200 in this matchup. Uh, I just think he's a little bit more well-rounded and has more experience on the feet than Dobson. So I'm going to take Petrosian in this fight. But again, Dobson's unproven. We could see him break out here with a big win. Uh, It wouldn't be that crazy, you know, but uh you know, I, I think I'm going to have to go side with the more experienced fighter in uh, Trojan. 
I'm actually going to go with Dobson on this one. I think that if he can come in and implement a balanced strategy, um, mix in his striking and wrestling and not get too over-reliant on his hands, but use them very strategically, I think that he can do enough to get a win over three rounds. Um, I would say if this was a five-round, I would think Petra would end up finishing him in that, you know, fourth or fifth round, maybe later third because of the the added pressure of it. But Mm -hmm. I do think that... um, yeah, I think, I think Dobson will be able to, to do enough to get it done. I wouldn't be surprised, however, if Petro is able to hurt him early and shut his lights out. But I think if it goes to his decision, I think Dobson can get a strategy to to take the victory here. So I'm going to go with him, even though he's a plus 180 underdog. So I have Dobson by decision. I think that's a, I think that's a good bet, you know. Um, like I said, I mean, this is a very close matchup and... Dobson's yet to have that breakout performance. You know, we could see it, him have it this weekend. It wouldn't be that crazy. I don't know. I think I think that he, it, like I said, it'll be a good test. I think it would be, I see where you're going with Petra, but, you know, I think this is another one of those things where it could be a coin flip. You know, we could see see Dobson come mm-hmm. out there and just starch Petra. Or, but it'll be a good one to see for sure. Yeah, I mean, in those fights where we feel like it's so close that it could be a coin flip and one guy's a plus 180, you know, you might as well throw some money on the dog, right? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like you're gonna you gotta gotta throw money to make some money. That's right. All right, so next fight we're going to be checking out is Mahmoud Muradov versus Kyle Baraglio. Uh, Kyle Baraglio is a guy I'm really hot on right now. He's a hot prospect. Uh, he seems to have a super well-rounded game, good power on the feet, and a studied grappling game. You know, you love to see that kind of uh, balance in people's uh, arsenals. Uh, he hasn't lost in a long time. His only professional loss came in a second pro fight, so he's been undefeated for effectively seven years now. He had a close grappling match with Jalton Almeida a guy who I think we'll see challenging for the belt at one tw- uh, 205 or heavyweight in the future. So I really rate uh, Baraglio's grappling very high if he was able to take Jalton to a overtime in a grappling competition, which is uh, pretty impressive in my opinion. We've seen Jalton run over dudes in the UFC who are you know 265 and uh, guys that are like really big or strong grapplers. So uh, is clearly no slouch on the ground. Uh, really speaks volumes of him to be able to go to that kind of uh, grappling match with Almeida. Uh, so he is a middleweight, though he's 185. He's smaller than Almeida. Uh, holding his own against a bigger guy like that uh, is pretty big for me. Uh, but you can see him use that grappling in his UFC fights. Uh, he uses his striking mostly as a means to that grappling path. Uh, you know, he likes to mix it up, throw like a good left hook. He has a good right straight as well. Uh, solid fundamentals on the feet, and then uh, we'll take the ground, take it to the ground, and dominate from there. Usually, uh, Muradov is another slick striker who's been in the UFC for a few years now. He's had a good amount of fights here. Uh, he also has a pretty good grappling game, but we've seen him get caught in submissions early in his career, and now in his most reading, recent outing against uh, Gerald Mearshart, uh, he got caught in the second or third round, I believe. Uh, what concerns me with Muradov is his cardio sometimes. Uh, he tends to fade as the fight goes on. Uh, we saw that most prevalently in that fight with Gerald Mearshart, but uh, that being said, he does have two third-round finishes in the UFC, so clearly has enough in the tank to get those late finishes. 
But uh, I do think Kyle will be too much for him uh, over the distance. And I can see Baraglio winning a decision here. Uh, either way, I'm really excited to see both these fighters in the future. I wouldn't be surprised if Baraglio gets a submission, but I do like the decision money. Uh, so I'll be taking Baraglio in this matchup. Uh, who, what are you thinking about this one, Jordan? Yeah, I'm excited for this fight as well. This looks like another fight that could have easily co-made a great fight night. These guys seem to be pretty evenly matched up sat-wise, in my opinion, but I'm going to give the edge to Baralo. He's your favorite, and I think he does get it done. Uh, Muraldov is the type of individual that is extremely dangerous, and you don't want to take your foot off the gas because that individual would rue the day uh, being up 2-0 on the cards and feeling like they already had it won before that final bell is rung. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to go with Baralo, but I said, like I said, I wouldn't be surprised to see uh, him get caught uh if he if he decides to to relax a little bit or play that zone defense, you know that that, that we see happen all the time. Yeah, uh, I think uh, Baralio does tend to get a little uh, cocky in his fights sometimes. Um, I mean, it's worked to to this credit to his credit, it's worked so far. But yeah, I could see him maybe getting a little too cocky and might get caught by something with Muradov. Muradov is pretty slick like that. Uh, either way, I think this is going to be a great fight. I do have Baraglio just because I feel like he has the brighter future out of the two guys. Um, but I'm really excited for this one uh, regardless. Uh, moving on to our uh, main, uh, or I guess not the main event, but the uh, prelim. They should call, they, I was thinking about this should literally, they should call it the main event of the prelim because it's yeah. such an outstanding card that this feels like such a main event. They should make the deal a uh, big deal of it. I hope they do. Yeah, all of these individuals that are fighting on these prelims very easily could have found themselves on, you know, a fight night or on the main card of a of a numbered UFC event. So I Absolutely. feel like they should. I feel like they should try to give it the gravity that it deserves. You know, these two guys are fighting a main event of an already stacked kind of card. You know, they need they need to do an intermission between <laughs> yeah. the prelims and the main card. Honestly, yeah, uh, this is one of those. Uh, those pay-per-views that looks like two stacked cards when it's really just a prelim and a main and a main card uh, reminds me kind of uh, UFC 217 when it was uh, uh, it was like Frankie Edgar and Khabib and Jeremy Stevens, and Michael Johnson and all these studs in the in the prelim card, you know, before we even get to the main card. So um, this fight's this fight card is uh, no exception to that rule. Um, this fight here in particular, Sean Brady versus Bilal Muhammad. I think you could easily make this headline a fight night card, and nobody would bat an eye. Five rounds of this fight sounds amazing. You know, top five welterweight matchup against two strong wrestlers. Uh, also, the two guys in the division who don't seem afraid to fight down or up for their for their spot. You know, uh, Walter Waite is a division that uh, has been kind of plagued by guys at the top that aren't fighting down. So it's cool to see Bilal give Brady that uh, moment. And, you know, Kiesa gave Brady that chance in his last fight as well. Uh, Brady definitely has the BJJ advantage, in my opinion. You know, he uh, he had a, a good grappling match against Craig Jones and BJJ. So the guy has great credentials. Uh, comes out of Philly, super strong, huge back. You know what I mean? If you've seen him, he's ripped. Like, his back is larger than life. So uh, the guy is definitely strong as hell. And um, uh, definitely has the, the grappling and BJJ advantage in my eyes in this fight. That being said, Bilal is for sure the better striker and has way better cardio. Um, if he can keep this fight on the feet or at least defend the uh, overwhelming grappling attack of Brady in the first uh, round or two, there's definitely a world where he can win this decision very easily. Um, that being said, 
I think Brady does have the strength to out muscle Bilal early. And he might even get a finish in those first two rounds. But uh, I do think he'll end up winning the first two rounds and get a decision that way, 29-28. Uh, for Bilal, his best tools in this fight are his movement and his cardio, for sure. If he can circle the cage well enough to not let Brady get in on the hips and not allow wrestling exchanges early, he can definitely win a couple rounds or even get all the three rounds and win the decision, decision victory. Uh, but if Brady can implement the game plan he's been able to in every UFC fight he's had so far, he should be able to pick up those first two rounds and get the decision or maybe even get a finish. Uh, if this was a five-round fight, I would for sure be picking Bilal all day. Uh, Brady's shown really bad cardio in the third round against Michael Chiesa when it got there, and Bilal is one of those guys that really picks it up as the fight goes on. Uh, so, you know, in a five-round fight, I for sure would pick Bilal, but in against three rounds, uh, it's hard for me to pick against Brady, who has that pace that he can uh, really push for, for, for the first two rounds and uh, win those comfortably. Um, that being said, if Bilal is able to overwhelm Sean's gas tank with feints and movement and strikes, uh, it's certainly possible that Bilal wins this decision. Um, either way, I don't know if this fight's going to get finished. Both these guys are super tough. Uh, I do think it will end up going the distance, and I think Brady will just outstrength him for half the fight and win that way. Yeah, I'm going to have to go side with you and say that Sean Brady's going to win, but I do love this fight, and I really, really do wish that it was a main event five-round fight because these are two guys with championship aspirations in a what I believe is a wide-open division with Cosmot moving up, with Leon Ever- Edwards dethroning Usman. You know, I think that you know, this is a very good chance for both of these men to insert themselves into the title picture in a very good way with mm-hmm. uh, Muhammad coming in at number five and Brady coming in at number eight. It is really, I said, it is, if if I didn't know how stacked the card was already and I saw this this fight on the prelims, I would be appalled. But knowing the card that we got coming up, you know, this is a very great way to cap off a fantastic preliminary event. So I am going to side with uh, Sean Brady. I think you're right. I don't think either anybody's going to get the finish in this one, Um, either if it was a three round or a five round. I do think Sean Brady will get it done um, at the end of the day. I think he'll he'll be the guy getting his hand raised at the end of that round. Yeah, man, Uh, I think it's it's going to be a great fight regardless. And uh, I do kind of feel like the UFC wants Brady to win uh, by making this matchup uh, in a three-round matchup, you know. If they would have made it for five rounds, it plays into Bilal's favor. I kind of felt like they wanted Bilal to lose his last one when he fought Luke. You know, they put him against a guy that he had gotten starched against before in Luke. Uh, He ended up winning that fight with a great game plan. And uh, that's something that we see in Bilal throughout the years is his creativity and, you know, um, persistence to a great game plan. Uh, the guy clearly does a lot of research on the fighters that he's fighting, and his coaches do a great job as well of uh, implementing uh, a workaround for Bilal to get his game going. Um, in this fight, I wouldn't be surprised if we see him take a similar approach to he did in his last fight, where he stays on the bike and moves around the circle of the octagon, tries not to get touched, you know, tries not to get taken down. Uh, frustrating Brady. Uh, I, I mean, yeah, I... When I spell it out like that, it makes me want to pick Bilal. Uh, but yeah, I do feel like I mean, 
it, it's a great point about the about the ability to go in and implement a game plan. Um, yeah. you know that really makes fools of the best fighters. So you kind of might have started talking me in to go with that. What's the what's who's the favorite in that one? And what's the, um what's Brady's that a slight favorite right now to minus one forty five. So you can get Bilal at plus one twenty. I think the money on the decision bet is plus one fifty for Brady and then plus one eighty for Bilal. So, you know, pretty solid money on both sides, I think. Um, I do see this fight going the distance either way. Um, but, yeah, man, I just, I don't know. I I feel like it's kind of crazy to pick against Bilal with the improvements he's shown recently. And, uh, like, what's we that, know. What's, what's, the, what's the odds on uh, Bilal by decision? Uh, it's plus 180. That's what I saw at last. Okay, so, man, that's I mean, not bad. I yeah, mean, if he is going to win... Yeah, if he was going to win, I definitely do see it being a decision. I mean, he's never gotten a knockout that I know of. I, I, I know he had that one submission win against Takashi Sato, but that guy has nowhere near the level of grappling credentials that Brady has. Uh, if Bilal wins this fight, it's going to be on the feet. I think um, the thing is, like for me, is that Bilal's camp knows what Brady is going to do. They know he's going to push forward get a hold of him or try to get a hold of him and try to take him down and smother him and, you know, look for a submission that way. Um, whereas Brady's camp, I mean, obviously they know Bilal is going to try to avoid that. Everybody tries to avoid it when they're fighting Sean Brady. Uh, I just don't know if Brady's wrestling and cardio are going to be enough to keep up with the movement and pacing of Bilal. Uh, it's going to be an interesting fight. I am going to pick Sean Brady just because I think he's one of those special talents and I think he will be able to win two rounds against Bilal. But Bilal has been a spoiler for me many times. He he, I bet against him against when he fought Luke. I bet against him when he fought uh, Wonder Boy, and uh, you know, so it wouldn't be <laughs> that crazy for him to take my money again. So just for the uh, for spot of contention, I'm gonna go with Bilal. I'm gonna say that he, that he gets done. So if he ends up taking any more of your money, it's gonna go straight back into the podcast. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, fair enough. You know, uh, I I yeah, I've been going back and forth on this pick for me. Uh, I, I think I'm just going to end up taking the over or, you know, that the fight goes to the distance. Um, I don't see either of these guys getting a finish. Both of them are super tough. Uh, so I might just pick that the fight goes to decision. I don't know what the line is on that. I'm sure it's like minus two, three or minus 250 or something stupid like that. That is not going to give me any value. But uh, yeah, I could see either one of these guys winning this matchup. I'm very excited for it. And uh, I'd like to see the winner of this fight fight somebody like a uh, Gilbert Burns or one of those mainstays at the top of the division, you know, maybe uh, for the love of God or money that Colby Covington will take a fight. That's not Kamaru Usman. You know, that would be cool to see Uh, if he wants to fight one of these guys. That would be a cool fight. I mean, I would like to see Brady versus Colby um, or Bilal, either one. I, you know, it's going to be an awesome fight. This is a crazy sport. Whoever wins this fight, they can do it in like a good convincing fashion. You know, people pull out of fights all the time. You know, Leon Edwards, uh, Usman too. You know, somebody gets hurt. All of a sudden, there, you know, you have a ready-made opportunity to hop in. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. you, because of off of this this performance of a very stacked card. You know what I'm saying? Just because it's on the prelims, you know, you know, you gotta gotta take in the the gravity of the situation of 280, where you have so many stars fighting on it. Just being on the card alone is, uh, you know, seems to be a pretty good who's who. Yeah, yeah, definitely. This is a stacked card. Uh, this might be one of those uh, fight or uh, fight cards that you see in three or four years, and you look at it and be like, "Wow, they had all those title challengers and champions on that card together." You know what I mean? 
Uh, so I'm really excited to see where these guys go from here. Overall, for the betting slip on the prelims, uh, I'm going to be taking uh, Brady by decision. I'm taking uh, Baraglio by decision as well. Uh, I'm also going to take Petrosian by decision and Landsberg by decision. So, I mean, even though I'm I'm taking, uh, I think that these fights are all going to be exciting. I don't see many finishes happening here. Uh, these are just very even matchups. Uh, on the other hand, Jordan is going to be taking Landsberg by decision as well. He's going to be taking Dobson by decision. Uh, also Baraglio by decision, and he's taken Bilal by decision. All right, thank you so much for listening, TKO fans. Uh, stay tuned. We're going to be coming out with the uh, breakdown of the main card coming up tomorrow. Uh, thank you so much for listening, and check out that betting slip. Let's make some money this weekend. Uh, you guys enjoy the fights. Remember that the fights are starting at 10 a.m. on Saturday. So uh, maybe get together with some of the boys, do a little brunch outing or something like that. Watch these fights. Uh, Definitely don't miss that prelim card because it's going to be an amazing one. Thank you so much for listening and uh, stay tuned for the next one, y'all.